0: AFLW One-Eyed Tigers and Pies, the podcast where we explore all things AFLW, so long as they're black and white or yellow and black. I'm Alexandra, and I'm a Collingwood fanatic.
1: And I'm Tony, and I'm a Richmond fanatic. And so, Alexandra, uh, this is a bit of an unusual idea we came up with to run an AFLW podcast. Do you Would you like to enlighten, I'm sure, our legion of, you, of listeners already about uh, why we thought this was a good idea?
0: Well... Tony and I are siblings and we've been talking about football together for pretty much as long as we've been talking and we love our chats about football, didn't really think anybody would be interested in listening to us, but now with the advent of AFLW, I just don't think there's enough people talking about it.
1: Exactly and I do think there's always a uh, niche for specific people who are interested in talking about both Collingwood and Richmond. I'm pretty sure that's a niche that hasn't been filled yet in the discussion.
0: If you search for Collingwood and Richmond podcasts, nothing
1: comes up. Exactly, exactly. Always a niche in the market. So today we'll be talking uh, mostly on the, uh, we'll have a detailed look at a couple of the game reviews. And, you know, if we get really, uh, really bored, we may talk about any of the other teams. But is it okay if we start out with Richmond, given that um, this was their, their first game?
0: Absolutely, let's do it, Princess Park on Friday night.
1: Oh yeah, and I have to say, absolutely hurt to come in and go into uh, Carlton territory and sell a home game to the enemy of Carlton. But I have to say, I was really excited. I'm I'm over here in uh, in the West Coast, so I had to sort of run home from work early in order to get to the TV and watch them run out, see the drummers drumming for the girls, and listening to the theme song and. I, I actually felt really emotional. It was my team and I, I knew I was excited to uh, watch Richmond play but I didn't have any idea how involved I was going to be until I actually saw them run onto the field.
0: Yeah I remember that from four years ago our first match Carlton Collingwood at Princess Park on a Friday night and just that feeling the unbelievably unbelievable excitement my team these are women in collingwood jumpers singing my theme song playing my game it's there's nothing like it
1: yeah so i find um I've watched AFLW before, but I certainly didn't have the passion, I think, that I've realised I have for it until I saw my team. And it's actually surprised me always that um, if you really want to build that supporter base for AFLW, it's always surprised me that uh, the AFL didn't start with the really, really popular teams
0: uh okay it might be a topic for another time because i have some different perspectives on that i know um western bulldogs and melbourne supporters feel that they are the ones who should be starting each season um because they're the ones who had a women's team before they uh the aflw existed
1: no no good point good point however uh we'll get onto that a little bit later but perhaps we should take a moment to actually look at the games
0: Yes, let's look at the game. So Richmond-Carlton, how does it feel losing to Carlton?
1: Well, it always hurts losing to Carlton, but let's face it, we got thumped. It really hurts, and I know I texted you during the game that I think Carlton might actually be a good team. Uh, And clearly, you know, it was exciting to watch Richmond run out, but it's quite clear that uh, certainly for the first part, I almost felt they were a little bit overawed uh, with the step up between VFLW and AFLW.
0: I think that's right. Um, that's sort of the feeling that I got as well. But I also think Carlton might be quite good. I yeah. hate to say it;
1: it hurts to say that. Uh, one of the things I really did notice, uh, and I think this was perhaps one of the major differences between the quality of play between the two teams, is was it was in the trash- transition and the link up. What I saw with Richmond is we went in, we won the contested ball and they would often handball to one or two metres to someone they could see that was often quite stationary. What was happening with Carlton got the ball was they would handball longer, maybe four or five metres away, to someone who had stayed off from the pack and often was running past. And then they were able to break free into space, whereas it was much, much easier, I think, for Carlton to shut down and, and provide that second tackle and win the ball back.
0: Yeah, um, it's interesting. It felt like that that sort of play um, felt like Carlton was a team that knew each other very well and trusted where they were going to be. Um, and Richmond didn't really get me that feeling. It was more, it just felt like everything they were doing was much more under pressure and a little bit stressed.
1: Yeah, that's right. And we have to face the fact that you, most of the first half was played in our defensive um, half. And actually, I was really proud of the way that uh, the team stood up. With that, though I suspect what happened is a lot of the time Richmond win the ball deep in 50, look up and see a a wall of Carlton players standing across the middle and ended up just booting it in hope. And obviously the ball came straight back over their head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They did do an impressive job with it, though. Yeah, and that's right. And if
1: I could move on to identify some of the individual players I thought did really well. Phoebe Monaghan uh, got in the AFL Team of the Week and well deserved. She was a rock back there. She uh, she absolutely, every time there was a Carlton player looking threatening, she I was tackling, she was punching, spoiling, or um, just, just um, getting the ball over the line. So she did a fantastic job. The other person I'd like to highlight back there was Um I think she worked into the game uh, and. In the, you know, I'd say in the first half, she showed some talent, but perhaps didn't quite have the sense or speed of the game. But really worked in, and I think by the last quarter, she was uh, she was really playing that tall rebounding defender role extremely well. So I think that's that's good news for the future.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And who else stood out for you?
1: Um, okay, so up forward, I think Wakefield's marking was absolutely sensational. I think she had something like seven contested marks and far and away the most that uh, Richmond had. And she just made a contest uh, up forward. Uh so I actually think uh for someone I I think pretty much just it was a walk in to the team rather than uh came through uh any of the the you know current pathways or had any experience. I think she's got a bright future ahead of her as well up forward. I was surprised, I think, at um, Frederick's game. Um, Obviously incredibly talented and kicked our first goal, which was fantastic, um, but probably didn't make much of um, the opportunities when the ball was on the ground. So I would expect that – I know she's a great player and she's played some incredible games for Brisbane, so I would think that this isn't going to be the standard and she'll be stepping up in the future.
0: You actually have quite a few superstars who you haven't mentioned. Um, Richmond's – you know, top five, six, seven players are all superstars. Um, And so I do think you've got a fair bit of improvement to come from them. Um, What happens after that? I've got a feeling they fall off pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and actually that's something that uh, the coach Tom Hunter said on uh, another podcast, The Originals, if you uh, have listened to that one. He mentioned that he had believed that uh, in AFLW it's your top five that wins you the games, not your bottom five. Uh, and so we have a fantastic top five, but perhaps um, Carlton's bottom five was better in that respect. I wonder about uh, the fitness aspect of the step up to AFL level. Uh, it's it's a significantly faster um, game and a very skilled game. And so I would be interested to know, will Richmond, you know, pick it up in the next round?
0: It will be interesting to see that. I, I suspect that they will, but... Um... And I th- certainly think you'll have an easier game as well. But uh, fitness, I don't know. I'd have thought fitness levels are pretty even across the entire competition, aren't they?
1: Yeah, well, possibly. I mean, though I, I think there might be a difference between the uh, the absolute elite players. And, um, well, let's face it, a lot of people are working. Well, so all the women there are working full time. And yeah. so it's it's difficult for people who haven't come from an elite athletics background to get up to that level of fitness. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are different different levels of fitness at the moment.
0: Okay, cool. Anyway, we should move uh, on to Collingwood.
1: Oh, gee, that hurt to say.
0: <laughs> Collingwood finally won a round one match. <laughs> this is—I've been waiting four years for this. As, well, three. Um, how,
1: how did it feel?
0: Oh, it was. Um, It was amazing. Like, it was fantastic. I'm so excited. But I tell you what, that first quarter, we had nine. um, We had nine. We had no forward 50s entries and um, West Coast had nine. Um, And I just thought it was all happening again. All of my hopes for the season were all just going down the drain and it was just the worst feeling and then we came good. Um and there was it was wind in it was wind affected it was very very windy so there were sort of no goals kicked up the other end f- until the third quarter. Um so that is a bit of an excuse but I also think we just you know had a little bit of a brain fade at the start there and took some time to settle in.
1: Yeah, I think you have to expect that um West Coast obviously being another new team you know they they were going to come out firing and they wanted to make a good impression to start with.
0: Yeah um which they certainly did and they looked really good in that first quarter um and it's it's I, i'm not i'm not that much of an expert that i can tell you what actually happened after that but the game certainly turned on its head at quarter time um we started to get a bit of a game plan back in place that sort of thing you were talking to um about Carlton hand passing out of a pack to someone who was running past and putting it in front of them, that sort of thing, getting a little bit of movement happening, um, not just bombing it long, bombing it forward, um, starting to be a little bit more uh, tailored in what they were doing. It uh, It was great.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that it's that ball movement which actually is what's separating the team. Um, I don't know if you actually caught any of the other games at all, but uh, you can see the teams that won had that fast ball movement and quite often uh, a lot of the goals came from people moving it quickly through the centre of the field across the board, I think, this weekend.
0: And one of the reasons I was optimistic about our season was because we did win the VFLW last year. So Collingwood are the VFLW premiers. premiers. Um, And that was with a team that is about half of the current team. So about half of our VFLW team are AFLW listed. So I just had this sense that we, the core group of players know how to play together and they've got a, you know, They've, they've got that understanding, they can help move things, they can trust where each other's going to be. So that was why I was hopeful and why I was a bit depressed in the first quarter. But yeah,
1: and, and I think it's that three years of really getting to know each other better and knowing how each other plays and, and just probably just knowing the game plan really, really well.
0: Um, yes, and I will just say we've only got about three or four players left on the list from our first year. So it's been an almost entire turnover from then. It's that kind of competition at the moment.
1: Yeah. Anyway, and I, no, I actually think a lot of the it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on this. But the, the a lot of the debutants we saw were really impressive debutants. I think the standard of uh, footballers coming into the system now is is obviously improving every year.
0: Absolutely. Um. Totally. Collingwood had two debutants this week. Um, Alana Porter and Aisling Sheridan. Aisling Sheridan is um an Irish recruit, and uh, both of them had fantastic games. Really, really good. Um, I was particularly impressed with um Aisling. Uh, she was she was running down the um opposite side of the ground, and I didn't. I didn't recognize her. I said to my dad, who I was sitting with, said, who's that? And he said, well, based on the fact that she's bouncing it, it's that Irish girl. (laughs) (laughs) And he meant our other Irish recruit, Sarah Rowe, who's been there for a couple of years and is brilliant, Um, or actually maybe only last year. But, yes, she does take it on and bounce it. But, no, this was the first gamer. (laughs) This this is the first gamer who was bouncing it down the wing and then having a kick at goal. It was awesome. I love the way they take the game on. I love the way they're just you know so full into it straight away.
1: So speaking of impressive, uh, Lambert. Yes, you you like Jamie Lambert, do you? Oh, oh, I I see something in there. I think it's something Kevin Sheedy said ages ago. He says the best players have. Just see things in slow motion, and what I say with Lambert is she just has the ability to to sort of almost slow down, see the game all around her, and make choose the right option or run the right direction out of a pack. I was really impressed.
0: I hundred percent agree. She's um, she she is a legend. She's fantastic. Um, she did win our best and fairest last year, so I just want to point out she hasn't come out of nowhere just this weekend.
1: I haven't paid attention to Collingwood in the last couple of years. Give me a <laughs> break. <laughs> well,
0: you, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're being more educated this year, Tone. We have a, we have a lot of very good players, um, uh, and Jamie is one of them. Um, Chloe Malloy is another favourite player, um, awesome. and she kicked her, kicked her first goal, um, in nearly two years because she was out injured all last season. Um, it was a really strong goal. It was Collingwood's first goal, and it was from a long way out on the boundary line, and she just took the mark. Went back very, very calmly, kicked it straight through the middle. Was brilliant, and that sort of turned it around for us.
1: That's what you want your uh, your, your senior players to do: take responsibility.
0: Yeah. The other one, oh, look, could talk about. I could talk talk about all of them because I love them all, and they did an amazing job. We had five goal kickers, five individual goal kickers. Um, there was some talk pre season about wanting to make sure where you know Collingwood had a forward line, forward structure. Um, Where are our goals going to come from? Well, Malloy, Lambert, Chotchi, Leighton and Darcy, that's where our goals are coming from and they were all great. Um, The one I probably do want to point out is um, Shani Leighton, so our ruck, Mm -hmm. rucked all day. I genuinely don't think anybody else took a ruck contest for Collingwood. Um it's a huge thing to do and she did a great job. I think we won the hitouts and she also kicked the goal. So her fo- first goal in in league footy. So uh, that it's was very great.
1: I I will say um I did see the kicking action on the uh, the shot though and wasn't it wasn't it wasn't textbook.
0: <laughs> it went it went through the post. It went through Let's... and
1: that's all that matters. Yeah. So well done, Johnny.
0: Yeah. That's Probably about it for anything else you want to say about the Collingwood West Coast game?
1: No, I don't think so. Should we uh, move on to looking forward?
0: Yeah, let's look forward. Who you got this week?
1: So we've got Gold Coast in Gold Coast this week. So, um, look, I know nothing about Gold Coast. I've paid absolutely zero attention to them. So, you know, I can really just talk about Richmond. But given they're another startup team, I expect Richmond to go out there and win and win well. Um, I'd like to see them get play the last quarter. Uh That play that way the whole rest of the game Um, and I really think uh, we'll see a different side this week. That's my bold prediction. It's not much of a preview but you know what, I've paid no attention to Gold Coast so what are you going to (laughs) do?
0: You're going to talk about Richmond. Well, Collingwood's playing Carlton this weekend uh, at Princess Park on Sunday and I would love to say that Collingwood is going to come out and thrash Carlton and that would be my dream because we've never beaten them. And that has been very depressing for three years. So come on, Collingwood, come out this week and thrash Carlton.
1: Yeah, look, actually, I think this is going to be a cracker of a game. You've got two sides playing pretty much what I thought were the two, the, the best football, maybe with the exception of Brisbane, who looked pretty good, um, and coming up against each other early on in the season. Similar styles, I think, in many ways. Uh, so I'm really, I'm looking forward to a cracking contest.
0: I'm looking forward to a cracking contest as well. And one of the things that I didn't say when we were talking about Richmond-Carlton and you were talking about all of the great players and you failed to mention Taylor Harris. I know she's not. She doesn't play for Richmond. She plays for Carlton and it really, really hurts me to say this, but I love her.
1: Yeah. She was impressive. She, uh, again, like uh, like what you uh, talked about previously with Chloe Malloy, Taylor Harris steps up. When a big a big moment is needed, she she delivers. Yeah, um, um, I think the other person you're really going to have to watch for is Pressburger. She absolutely tore us apart in the middle, uh, mm-hmm. and I'd be interested. To, I'd love to see Pressburger and Lambert go head to head.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Oh,
1: <laughs> just no great. tagging. Just let them play on each other, play off each other, and see who wins.
0: <laughs> let's uh, let's hope for that. That'd be good um so Collingwood Carlton I think it'll be a very close game um I'm hopeful that it might even be quite a high scoring game you know maybe we uh we don't get they're, they're both quite attacking teams so you know maybe we can get a nice attacking game
1: yeah I look I think uh, no wind no rain I, I agree I think this could be uh, one of the more open exciting ones as well
0: and the other thing I should mention is um Brie Davy, so was Carlton's captain, um, came over to Collingwood in the off-season. We're very excited about her. She's amazing. And uh, sadly, she was injured last week um, in in the third quarter. They thought it might have been a broken leg, but it turns out it wasn't. It's just a soft tissue injury, and there's still – talk that she might be able to play this weekend. So that would be great, a little bit of rivalry, add a little bit of spice to the mix. Um,
1: Absolutely. You never want to miss your return game against your old club.
0: Yeah. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah.
1: All right. So if we could move on, uh, our next segment. Now, we've been talking about AFLW on and off for the past three years. And one thing I've noticed, Alexandra, is uh, you've got a couple of strong opinions. And when I say a couple, I mean a lot
0: i do i really do would you like to hear about them
1: yeah okay now there is absolutely no time in this podcast to hear all of them so here's your challenge i will give you a few minutes to have a rant about one topic with the organization of the aflw season so off you go what's it to be today just one topic
0: oh one topic that's very hard okay i'm going to talk about the conference system so The conference system is screwed. Everyone knows that. We had a very unfair final series last year with some teams making it who shouldn't have and some not making it who should have. Um, That's a very judgmental should and shouldn't. But the fact is it's an unfair system and it won't be fair until we get to play each other once, Um, which means we need a longer season, which means we probably need professional football players. Hang on, I'm getting One topic. (laughs) One topic. Conference system. Okay. Conference system is completely screwed. However, there is a way they could make the conference system better, which is um, if they had a single ladder. So instead of two ladders, you still play the games, you're still uneven, you're still not going to play everyone once, but you actually just have a single ladder. So how many games you've played, how many points you've got.
1: So um, I would say there is one advantage of the conference system which would not have been possible under your joint ladder system, and that was on Friday night, Richmond was on top of the conference ladder. How? Uh, because we had a percentage and no one else had. <laughs> You've got to take your wins where they come.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So on my ladder, Richmond is second
1: last. That's now. right. We were top at Friday night.
0: Uh, lovely. Yeah, I think you're actually making my point that the conference system is screwed and the double ladder system is really not very good.
1: Yeah. I would love to uh, argue against you, and later on, as as you go on your rants, I'll do my best to argue against them. But I. Yeah, I think you're totally right on this one.
0: And I have, in fact, created a ladder, um, a single ladder, uh, which I'll put up on our social media so you can have a look at it. But um, one of the reasons why I like this is because Collingwood's on top of the ladder. Yeah. We have a percentage of 345.5 and we're ahead of Carlton, who's on a percentage of 342.9. I don't so um,
1: One thing better than beating Carlton is be- beating Carlton by a point.
0: That's exactly right. And being on top of the ladder just above Carl. That's pretty exciting. Uh, So that's my rant, get rid of the conference system, but if we are going to have to have it, then, you know, make it better.
1: Easy. I'm convinced. Okay. So let's look towards wrapping it up. Looking forward, let's have a bold prediction. Go out on a limb, make a bold statement about what's going to happen this weekend.
0: My bold statement is that uh, Sarah Darcy is going to kick three goals. So we need Sarah to stand up as our full forward. Um, She's a great player, showed some good signs last week, and I reckon this is the week that she's going to make her mark on the game.
1: Awesome. For me, uh, I thought Frederick didn't really have a great game despite kicking the goal and I think she's too good of a player to have two weeks in a row. So I'm going to go slightly different, not going to do goals. I'm going to say she's going to have five contested marks in the forward 50 against Gold Coast because I have no idea who Gold Coast fullback is. So surely that can't be any good.
0: (laughs) Well, that would be good to see. I hope you're right there.
1: Excellent. All
0: right. Well, it's been fun talking to you, Tone.
1: And you too as well.
0: What footy matches are you going to see this weekend?
1: So not going to be able to get to any matches this weekend, but obviously I'll be watching the uh, Richmond game and absolutely the Carlton Collingwood. And, yeah, that's that's a surprise that I would say that, but I don't think I can miss uh, top-of-the-table clash.
0: So I'm going to go and see the Doggies versus Melbourne um, at the Witton Oval on Friday night because I can walk there, so why wouldn't I? And I'll be going to see Carlton Collingwood on Sunday.
1: So let's ask for this week. Uh, Hope you enjoyed our first podcast and if you did like it or you didn't like us, please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. So with that, we might wrap it up and finish with the two most important words. Go Tigers. Go Pies.